This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. We're in uh, Psalm 63 and this is this is a song of david about fellowship with god it's a time when he was out in the wilderness and a time where he was separated from people it's a time where he was fellowshipping with god that's why the song is about fellowshipping with god uh, he says uh oh god you are my god and sometimes you need to assert that in your own heart and you need to assert that to god that he's your god that he's the focus that he's the uh preeminent one, that he's the one that's the most important. And he says, early will I seek you. And that's important too, because early in the morning, when when you're starting your day, like we are this morning, as we look around, uh, the things that are going on around us and the things that we have to accomplish today and and the people that we have to help and uh, the people that we have to make a difference in their lives. And they're just all over the place. People who need help, people who are seeking, seeking a boost up, seeking help out of a hole, seeking seeking a word of encouragement, seeking some advice, some knowledge, some information, some insight that they don't have, but that you have for them, seeking some building up. Uh, there are people out there all over that need that. And the truth is that if that comes from you and it's going to make a difference, it's got to start with God and it's got to start with God empowering, directing, and opening up the opportunities for you to be a help to those around you. And uh, luckily, and I say this luckily, God's placed a lot of people in my path for me to help. And I know for a fact that he does that for everyone. And so I'm thankful that when I get an opportunity to especially help someone in a direction where their lives are permanently altered and changed and made better. And if you get that opportunity, you should take it. You should relish it. You should Uh, take that opportunity because there are times when we just can't and we're not in a position to be able to we're not around we don't know about it we we're we're closed off to it it's not god's purpose that we be the one that uh, step in and so when the opportunities avail themselves we should be there but the way we make sure that we are there and the way that we make sure that we're in tune with with what's going on in god's kingdom and in god's will around us is we seek him early we he, he, he wants to join us in our day at the very start. That's, that's who God is. He wants to join us in our day at the very start. He wants to empower us. He wants to allow us to walk in, in peace. And he wants to allow us to walk in purpose. And, and, and that's very important. He has, he has purpose for us. And our purpose is ultimately to glorify him. But the things that happen during the day fit in like a glove to that purpose and and he wants us to be able to do that and uh, when we can we should and when we can we should have already been listening to god so that we can be in a position to hear it so many times we start our day <clears throat> focused on ourselves 
<clears throat> focused on the worries of the moment, focused on the issues of the of the hour, but then but then we miss out on all that God's doing in the midst of that. And it is very fulfilling to be in the middle of God's will and see God's hand at work around you. He said, My thought, my soul thirsts for you. And when once you've experienced walking with God, your soul begins to desire to be in that will, to desire to be changed by him, to desire to be made whole by him. My flesh longs for you. And that's a very strange statement. It, I, I do believe that you physically are made stronger and healthier when you spend time early in the morning thirsting and seeking after God. I, I do believe that stress and inflammation are, are the destroyers of our body. And it's clear that, that a quiet time with God and a time spent uh, meditating on what he's saying and what he's doing lowers stress and lowers inflammation in a person's life. And it, it makes your actual flesh healthier. And so that's another reason to spend time with God. If you want to stay pretty, you got to spend time with God. I'm not sure that's right. But anyway, it hadn't really worked well for me. Anyway, in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. And he's saying, uh, God's really the only source of any refreshing and any hope and any life because we do live in a dry, barren, deadly land full of jackals and wolves seeking to devour everyone. We do live in that place and seeking God out early in the morning like we're doing right now. Seeking him out early in the morning is, is a source of life and comfort. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary. Notice he goes to God and he knows he has access to God in the holy place and in the place where God dwells. He says, so I look for you in the sanctuary to see so that he could see. He says, so that I can see your power and your glory. And looking for God in that holy place, it, it, that's what we're looking for. We're looking to see his power at work and him glorifying himself in the world we live in, which is a dry, thirsty land where there's no water. We, we, you're the source of the water for a lot of people. You're the source of the liquid life that many people look for. And being able to, to help you can't help everybody, but you can help as many as possible. And, and God expands your territories as you help people so that you can help more and more. Because of your loving kind because your loving kindness is better than life. And it is. God's loving kindness toward us, his goodness toward us, is far better than life. It is. It is boy, it's 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 good. His loving kindness is good is good to us. I've always said I love that word loving kindness because it's not only loving, but it is actively showing kindness toward us. He doesn't just love us. He's in action, being kind toward us and forbearing and, and, and long-suffering and, and allowing for our uh, sin nature, not allowing for it to remain, but understanding our struggle against it. And so he says, my lips shall praise you. Um, and your lips do need to praise God. Your lips do need to speak of his goodness. He says, thus I will bless you while I live. And how do we bless, how do we bless God? We love God and then we love those who he loves. 
which are those around us. We bless God uh, by loving the, 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 the people that he's placed around us and not just the ones that can do for us, but the ones who have no ability to do for us, have no way of helping themselves. Um, a lot of the very lowest and the ones who are struggling against, and in my life I see it all the time, struggling against, they're struggling against addiction. Well, addiction is just huge around here and I'm not making light of it, it is huge. And, and the addict oftentimes is totally controlled by their addiction and their decisions are made based off of that and giving some sort of hope and, and giving them an opportunity to change their lives is it is it is loving other people it is it is blessing god to be like him in the earth um, helping those who are struggling with pain and helping those who are struggling with loss and oftentimes loss brings about that addiction those addictions that was that i was talking about struggling with those who are who can't help themselves and sometimes that has to be hard sometimes you have to say hard things try to elicit the change that's going to help. Sometimes you just got to help grab them, hold, grab hold of them and push them toward uh, the things that are for their best. And for addiction, that would be rehab. But anyway, thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. I will praise you. That's what he's saying. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to thrust my hands in the air toward you. And I'm going to praise you. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. And that, you go, well, that's just kind of strange. I don't want to be fat. No, that's not what it's talking about. The most nutritious parts of any meat that you eat, any, any part of the body is the marrow and the fatness. And fat is the nutritious part. Actually, yeah, it's got the most energy in it. And when, now for folks like me, it's probably not the best thing to eat because I have plenty to eat. But for those who don't have anything to eat, Fat is if you watch if you watch alone. I watch that on I think it's Discovery or something like that. Maybe History Channel, where they go out into the wilderness and they have to stay alone and survive. Right now they're in they're up in Canada doing it. The, well, I think the show's over, but they did it in Canada back in the fall. And the main thing, the main thing that each participant has to do so that they can survive and make it. It's not finding berries and, and nuts, although those are important. They do find them. It's not, it's not the actual meat. It's finding sources of fat. And the reason finding sources of fat is so important is because your body has to have that fat to process certain things. And when he talks about this, he's talking about the very best that God gives us. He says, my, show, my soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. He's saying, my soul is going to get the very most high nutrition from God. The most, the thing that's going to give me the most energy and the most power in, in, in is eating the marrow and the fatness. And by the way, when they made sacrifice to God, what was sacrificed was the fat, the best. And then they would eat the rest. And he says, he says, my soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips and words of joy and hope and peace to people have such a major impact because we are so bombarded with, we're so bombarded with negativity and the battle is real and the battle is going on around us. I'm not denying that at all, but we're so bombarded with negativity 
that just a few words of hope and encouragement, a few words of I'm on your side, I'm with you, I'm here to help is of great value. Now, I'm not telling you to, to, to help people continue in their own pain and suffering, but a word of encouragement to help them find a way out is so uh, amazing. It's so wonderful. He says, when I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. What he's saying is I get up in the morning early and I go to bed at night and I meditate and I think about you and what you're doing and what you've done and how you've delivered me from the ones who are against me. And he's going to talk about that in just a minute. But he says, I, I remember you. I, I remember in the days, in the day, I get up with you in the morning and I go to bed at night thinking of you. So my whole day is considering the hand of God at work around me. He says, because you've been my help. And the reason is because it's obvious that God has been there and been faithful to us. And he's been our help. He has, I know he's been my help. And I, I've seen him, at, I've seen him helping and moving and be in being for many others, thousands and thousands of others. He says, because you've been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice because God does place us in the shadow of his wings. He, he keeps the sun from burning us up. He, he protects us. Uh, he holds us close. And I can really say that God has protected me. And he, he is going to, he's going to do that. He's going to just allow enough to change me, but not enough to destroy me. And he is going to protect me from uh, my enemies. And, and he says, my soul follows close behind you. Your right hand upholds me. And he's talking about chasing after God's will and understanding that God's, that the way I'm sustained is not by my own power and by my own strength, but by God's own right hand holding me up. And, and the reason you're sustaining, you see so many people who've learned to walk with God. And you, some of them you say, I don't know how they're alive. Or some of them you say, I don't know how they do what they do. And some of you say, I don't see how that's possible. That person is. And the reason it's possible is not because of them, but because of the mighty right hand of God holding them. And the mighty right hand of God is holding you and learning to trust in it, trust in his right hand and his power helping you. Learning to trust in that is where life's found. It's where sustenance is had. It's where, it's where being able to do more than you could ever imagine and be a part of more than you could ever imagine is possible. He says, but those who seek my life to destroy it, he says, shall go, shall go down into the lower parts of the earth. What he's saying is those who are seeking to destroy, especially God's people, God handles them. God handles those who are seeking to destroy his people. He does. And I don't, oftentimes he does it and I don't even know what's going on. He does it uh, for me and he does it for you. If you are trying to seek his will and do not that you're perfect, not that you're doing not that you're sinless. You don't have to be sinless. What you have to be is you have to be repentant and seeking after him. And really you have to be a type person who actually loves and cares about other people and wants to do the best for them. That's what you got to be. That's who you got to be. And, and we love him and we love others because he loved us and he made it possible for us to be able to do that. And that doesn't mean we're doing it perfectly. I'm going to say it again. It doesn't mean we're doing it perfectly. And doesn't mean that we're uh, sinless and, and not in our own struggles, but the way we overcome our own struggles 
is to be a part of him overcoming the world and overcoming the things that are destroying others. And you'd be amazed how much easier it is for you to overcome when you're helping others overcome and um, have a genuine love for them and a, and a concern for them. I, I, I focused on this morning. I don't know why, but I think the help that you provide to others. He says, uh, but those who seek my life to destroy it shall go down to the lower parts of the earth. What he's saying is God's going to take care of me because I'm doing what uh, I'm doing what he's called me to do and I'm glorifying him. They shall fall by the sword and they shall have a portion with the jackals, which means even though they are the jackals, they get eaten by the jackals. They fall by the sword. They, they're destroyed. They're utterly ended. And that kind of stuff happens a lot. Boy, I can, I know moments in my life where that's happened. And I know that it's happened many more times than I'd even know about. But you don't have to fight your battles if you're in the middle of God's work. You don't have to fight your battles. Uh, you let God fight your battles and then you do, you, you do what he's made you to do. God's not going to force you to fight your battles. He's not going to force you to fight your battles if you're in the middle of doing his will. He isn't. He, ain't gonna, he, he don't want you of two minds. He doesn't want you focused on fighting battles and do his will. He wants you to do his will. He'll handle the battles. And he does. Uh, trust me, he does. But the king shall rejoice in God. And, and, and you say, I'm not a king. That David's a king. Yes, you are. The book of the Revelation says this three times. Look. He's talking about he's talking about the church. Look, he's made them kings and priests before him, or a kingdom of priests, and we are kings. He says, but the king shall rejoice in God. And no matter your position, and I know I say this, and I do know Facebook is definitely trying to tamp down all the Christian stuff that is going on. So I do know it doesn't get out to everybody, but I'm quite sure that there's many times that there's that one or two per people who hear this, uh, I don't care how low you are. I don't care how, how terrible the situation may seem to be. I don't care how hopeless life seems to be. If God, and the way you know God is because you've heard his voice and you sought after him. You wouldn't ever even sought after God had he not made himself known to you. It's not like you would have found out about him and chased after him on your own. He came to you first. So if you even have an inkling or desire to uh, know him and to walk with him, that's because he made that possible for you. And so you already know him. And if, if I don't care how low or how how um, down or how broken you think you are, it's God sees you as a king. He's just or a queen. He's just trying to bring you to the high place. He's trying to build you up. And all you got to do is turn and begin to seek him. And you would be amazed at how quickly he elevates you, how quickly he elevates you and strengthens you and grows you. You, you would be shocked. And the lower you are, the faster he can move you up. You get to a certain place and you struggle with knowledge and understanding. And sometimes when you've been walking with God for a long time, sometimes you feel like, I don't know what the next step is. There's just so much out there. There's so many things. But boy, when you're at the very bottom, at the very depth, if you're, if you hit rock bottom, let me tell you something. God can rocket you from rock bottom up really fast. 
And, and all it requires is that you turn to him, place your hand in his hand and trust because he's made himself known to you. So that means he definitely, listen, if God never is going to make himself known to you and not, you need to hear this. He's never going to make himself known to you and not lift you up. He's not, that's not going to happen. He is, his whole reason for making himself known to you is to glorify himself with you. And he's going to pull you up from that bottom place. He is. And he does amazing things, amazing things with people, totally changes their lives, totally changes their lives. And so if you're the one person that maybe is watching this today or, or maybe watching this a year from now or even 20 years from now, you need to hear that at the very bottom of the pit where you feel like you, there is no hope, that is the greatest place of hope for God, greatest place of hope for God because that's the place where he reaches to the deepest bottom of the depths and pulls out a treasure for himself. And you're that treasure. And so you ought to enjoy that. You ought to be excited about that. You ought to say, I'm the perfect candidate for God to do something great. You ought to see yourself that way and then chase after it. Go get it. Go after it all you can and allow him to prove himself to be faithful because he is. He says, Everyone who swears by him shall glory. Notice he says, not just the good people, not just the people you think that are better than you. He says, everyone who swears by God, Jesus, shall glory. You're going to be glorified. You're going to be pulled up. Everyone, not just the king, although you're a king, not just those you think are somehow some way better than you. Everyone who swears by him shall glory. So why don't you swear by him? Why don't you place your allegiance on him? But the mouth of those who speak lies, it's gonna be stopped. It may seem like they're not gonna ever stop and they're just out there all the time doing their own thing, doing it for their own purpose. It may seem like that, but trust me, God's gonna shut that up, okay? And so many times we spend all our day trying to, trying to battle what people are saying against us. I know that takes, it goes on in elementary school and then, you know, it just leaks on into high school and just never seems to get away from it. People never seem to get away from it. Whenever I hear something negative about myself that's true, I consider it and I consider that maybe God's revealing something that I can be changed. But when people tell lies about me, I don't have to fight that. I don't have to say anything about it at all. God's my defense. I am who I am. That's not always the best, but but it definitely is someone who's trying to love God and love others. And if it works out to my detriment, then it works out to my detriment. But I'm quite sure God's not going to allow uh, those who speak lies to triumph over his people. I know he's not. And so why should I think he's going to let it happen to me either? So I'm not going to worry about it. Not even, not, I don't even think about it. I just, that's like water off a duck's back. And I will tell you this, the higher you get, the more you do, the more people are liable to lie about you. That's just the way it is. And that's okay. A lie only has its effect if, if I lie to get to me. And I'm not just, just not going to allow that to get to me. And I don't think you should allow it to get to you. What a good song this was. What a, what a, what a, what a exciting song it is. There's a lot of depth in it. We've got another good one tomorrow about being oppressed, but also rejoicing in God, rejoicing in the Lord, even in the midst of the oppression. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you.
that he'll make his face to shine upon you and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.